Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Priceless Podcast, to a new episode. This podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Groups. Before we start, you can click subscribe, you can like, you can comment afterwards, and of course, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Today with me, the guest uh, that I invited is Gabriele Maia. So hello, uh, Gabriele, and welcome to the Priceless Podcast. Thank you very much for the invitation. Being uh, in the advocacy work for LGBTIQ people now for quite some years, I got tired talking about sexuality. Um, I prefer talking about justice because talking about sexuality is just a reduction. For me, it's much bigger. Working for justice for us as sexual minorities, but also for other minority groups. I think of Christina, my partner of uh, 32 years. Um, for many years, we were hiding. We had to hide because I was working in the church. And uh, actually, I had also a strong censorship within my head. You can't do that. And only when I turned 60, we got married because then it was possible in according to German law. From very early childhood, um, Christian faith is very much in my life, um, but it was also very limiting. And so I looked for liberating movements, for opening doors and feminine theology. Actually, first, studying theology, then feminist theology and liberation theologies became so important and liberating for me. So I think today my faith changed a lot in comparison to what I believed during my childhood. I am a consecrated diaconal minister of the Lutheran Evangelical Church in southern Germany. Church is more institution. I belong to it, but I often was fighting against it against this limiting and um, yeah, discriminating structures. I'm the oldest daughter of four siblings. I'm the only one who has not children on her own. Um, so sometimes I envy my siblings um, who have now um, children, grandchildren, but I realize that's not the only way how you can relate to the next generation. After World War II, the World Council of Churches or the whole ecumenical movement started to work together in a worldwide context ecumenically, seeing what damage even churches brought, and especially Germany, to the world. And they were decided to offer a platform where churches can contribute to peace in the world. This year's conference 2022 in Karlsruhe, Germany, was actually the very first time convening in Germany and only the second time meeting in Europe. The World Council of Churches comprises today 30, 352 churches from all, from all corners of our globe. The whole variety of Protestant churches and Orthodox churches in the Roman Catholic Church, they have more status as an observer. And uh, their goal is to address issues individual churches' members cannot handle on their own. 
until three or four years ago, we were the global LGBTIQ coalition who were meeting regularly on Zoom conferences since 2013. That's when the last WCC assembly took place in Busan, South Korea. And actually since Harare 1998, the European Forum was present at the assemblies always with a small team of three, four people. We wanted to accompany the reference group on human sexuality. Reference group on human sexuality is a program tool of the WCC where they continue working on a topic that they had decided on their assembly. And in 2013, we are a little bit proud on it, that it was possible to reinstall that reference group on human sexuality. We started to call us Rainbow Pilgrims of Faith, because the term pilgrimage is very, very important in the language of the WCC. And we wanted to make sure um, you cannot neglect us, you cannot exclude us. We don't just um, come in to offer a small workshop outside of the official program. I have to add to the structure of the WCC and the composition of the 352 churches from all denominations. Um, they are very conservative ones. There is no MCC, for instance, or other inclusive churches. Um, they have a hard stand within the worldwide community. But through a ecumenical collaboration, there is a chance that voices can be heard, can be brought to the forefront, which are excluded by very discriminatory or even hate speech talking churches. And so we need a lot of um, patience, wisdom. We cannot be explicitly advocates, like you can do it at, on the Bride Festival. We need to look at the doors that can open, which can offer us an entrance. At the assembly, about 4,000 people come together. All the member churches are sending their delegates and they have an official status. And we try to reach out and to inform one another. Do we know any allies among the delegates? Do we know any LGBTIQ people among the delegates? And we make our program known that we can connect in cult, that we can connect during the assembly. And at the end, we had eight teams who were preparing program publication, all these things. People from the queer community who feel, who grew up, who are struggling at the margins, they share insights how they were able to connect their personal life, their spirituality, their sexual orientation, their gender identity, and how they survived all those struggles and obstacles. This booklet of 28 testimonies was published and translated into 10 languages. Um, we tried to distribute as many as possible, especially at our booth. And at the booth from early morning to the evening, we had teams who were standing there and engaging people in conversations. I think our booth was the one which was the most busiest. And um, people 
to, to, to distribute our booklets, but also to get them interested in our programs. Besides the booth, we also offered a workshop in collaboration with a reference group on human sexuality. And also um, we had a whole center. So there were panels on masculinities or on do no harm on LGBTIQ people or the meaning of Bible or how the reference group on human sexuality is working or intersectionality, how LGBTIQ people and uh, people of color, do they have a safe place in the churches, including also two queer devotions. It grew into a project structure and the brand Rainbow Pilgrims of Faith actually became known. It went so far that even um, staff of the WCC had to report to the governing body what is going on with the Rainbow Pilgrims of Faith? Who are they? Why are they so visible? We agreed it's a quiet, um, a patient, a calm, a diplomatic, a faithful journey. We are going with the WCC during the past eight years, but it turned out it was really helpful at the end. Um, working together as a team of 35 people, that was wonderful. Every evening we could meet in a congregational home. We had a sharing, what were our most impressive experiences today? What do we need? And then we had a closing devotion in a church. That was the backbone of our team and our strength. We, we had tears together, we had laughter together, we had a gala dinner at the end and thank one another. That was the most enjoyable thing. And I think, I think that community, that um, Rainbow Pilgrims of Faith brand will continue. WCC is a huge ship and it moves very slowly. And that is always a tension between the conservative and the more progressive forces. But this year, after eight years of um, more calm, relational work, there was a feeling that um, there are core people, allies who are standing behind us. Regarding WCC at the final plenary, um, the program guidelines committee, they presented the proposal that the reference group on human sexuality would continue. And actually that is a huge step. This is the res result of eight years of work. And this was accepted and we could help to print it because there was not sufficient money. That is also important because it's part of that final recommendation. People should work with this resource book because churches want to deal with it. No one is forced to do it. No one is obliged. But you can deal with it if you want to do it. We have to admit that we are now in a transition phase. New governing bodies are elected and nominated. And since we are connected or we decided to be connected to the reference group on human sexuality, we are waiting until June 2023 when the new reference group on human sexuality will be nominated. But we made already sure that um, to convey, to communicate to WCC staff, we are interested to continue. We as European Forum Working Group with WCC are also in a transition. 
because I'm also stepping down and but we want to make sure until Venlo, the next annual conference of European Forum, um, that the work continues, that we have a stable working group. So there's a lot of transition, but we are holding the threads, noting that nothing is getting lost. Our website, Rainbow Pilgrims Faith. And there's a lot of material, also all the um, brochures on um, reconciliation from the margins, but also a lot reporting on what happened during the assembly. An invitation will be expressed who would like to join uh, the new working group. I hope I was understandable because there were some internal structures, but I hope um, it's a low journey. It um, requires a lot of breath not to give up, but it's very promising and we were just happy what turned out in Karlsruhe. Thank you, Gabriele, for being willing to do this interview and talk about the Rainbow Pilgrims of Faith. Thank you, dear viewers and listeners, for being with us today. As I said, you can check out all the links in the podcast description and some things that Gabriele mentioned. The podcast was made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and also comment to what you heard. You can, of course, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you like this podcast, this podcast actually relies on donations from people and is surviving because of the goodwill of people who donate towards this podcast and you can find out how in the podcast description so thank you everyone uh, see you next time until then bye and bye gabriele bye thank you very much Mihail.